0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a AM member FDIC. Hey,
1: how about you, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, senior recruiting editor for Auburn Live on 3. And I'm joined, as I always am, by Mr. J-Head, Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Fellas, how about you? How about you, brother? We are uh, absent one of our uh, usual guys, Cole Pinkston is taking the afternoon off. Take a little much-needed, little little, little
2: uh, what do you call it? A little me-time. Yeah, a
3: little me-time. Yeah, I mean, he got a mama's
2: family uh, bonanza on the TV land, so he's, he's occupied. I think, <laughs> bonanza.
1: Dollars. Nobody knows what bonanza <laughs> is, Keith. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, my phone keeps blowing up. It's blowing up now. Where can I buy a house? Who can I get to buy a house? I've got them, folks. Just please stop texting me. Call Jessica Andrus. Text Jessica Andrus with the, the Talents Group, 334-704-4442. Five-star realtor in the auburn Opelika lee County area. Fantastic seller. She's a and she's a five star selling agent, folks. Need something sold, or if you need her to find you something, give her a call. Uh, 334-704-4442. Jessica Andrus with the Talons Group.
3: All right, mm-hmm. folks, we
1: are one day removed from the All Three RPM Day, the Recruiting Prediction Day, which uh, I thought was a lot, a lot, lot funner. Is that the word? A lot more fun than I thought it would be. Yeah. I, I don't really like to make predictions unless I feel pretty damn good about it. And, you know, the more I got to think – and when when we were pressed to it,
2: I thought, I feel pretty damn good about these guys. Keith, did you have a problem? No, not at all. Here's the thing. I mean, we're just – as of today, here's how we feel about the recruitments. Everybody on the board knows – and I'll say this. We have a fantastic board. They understand there's so many ebbs and flows in recruiting, okay? Some boards don't understand that. And so, uh, you know, they uh, they get that. They know that we're just saying as of right now, hey, we like where things stand. But obviously, things are always subject to change in recruiting. But, now, Jeffrey, I'm with you, and, and I know Jay has thoughts on this too. But also, for us to have this algorithm, this on-three recruiting right. machine algorithm, we need guys to put in picks. Yes. And for so Walker White, you and I blew it, right? We yes. blew it. We thought all along that Auburn had a great shot and we kind of got tricked that last week into thinking it was maybe Clemson, right? So we backed off making picks and we didn't put him in. And so when he committed, it said 90% Clemson. By the time he committed, Jeffrey, you and I actually already did know. Um, we, we found out really the night before, but we were sworn not to say anything. At that point, we're not going to ruin it. We're not going to sure. put him in picks. But I think you and I both – Kind of wish we would put in a pick a couple of weeks earlier, right? And and so it it kind of screws up the algorithm if you don't. Know. So for the algorithm to work, we got to put in picks on a lot of guys, and we can change them. And but but it's just the way it's got to work. So from a business standpoint, it makes sense. But also, look if if you feel good about a guy, like you you felt good about some. Uh, you've been all over uh, the college. How do you pronounce his first name, Martavius? Martavius. Yes, and, you know the tight end from Rome, Georgia. I mean, we've been saying for weeks, and you, you specifically, hey, you feel really good about Auburn's Changes, so why not just put in a pick? And and uh, it's good for us. It's good for the company. And a lot of people told us in the past, I know I'm going on and on as usual, but, oh, please don't put in a pick. But most kids get it.
0: Yeah, I know.
2: If picks go in, guess what? That means all of a sudden I'm going to get more eyes on me. All right? The days of everything being secretive and all that, I mean, you're you're kind of living in the past. I mean... If if truly what you want is attention, and in this NIL age, you really should want attention because the more people who know who you are and follow you, the more NIL money you're going to command, you know, you should like the thing like the the, the, the crystal ball at 24-7 and the on-three recruiting prediction machine. So I love it. I thought it was great. I mean, there was one person on our board who said it felt a little contrived. Well, yeah, it was. Sure. But we still went with our guts. And so Jeff Lee has a long answer yeah. to say I agree with you.
1: And I thought you made a fantastic point, man. That algorithm—I I did a story on uh, Kevin Riley just uh, earlier today. This is Thursday, March the ninth. Did a story on Kevin Riley. Looked at his on-three RPM. Louisville,
0: yeah,
1: is leading, right. and, and and so and, and even if you go look at Walker White right now, it's ninety-six percent Clemson, even though he's done deal to Auburn. So yeah. I think he's made a fantastic point. If you want the this this to work, this on-three RPM, and we all do. Excuse me. We all do. I love it, but in order for it to work, it can't just be based off of what visits, and that's what most of most of it is. Because some of those schools don't log visits, so yeah. you know he, he may have been to Auburn three times, and you know only one's been logged, and all of his visits to Alabama has been logged. Therefore, Alabama leads in the RPM. So yeah. there's a lot that goes into this algorithm, but the main thing is predictions. So let's get it going. I mean, and, and when you look at it through that, through those eyes. And I like the RBM because you can change it. Hey, I feel good about Auburn's chances right now with Martavius Collins. Two weeks from now, I find out that they're going to get Colton Heinrich and they're going to take Landon Thomas from Georgia. Then I want to be able to go back in there and say, no, no, no. My my pick has changed. The thing with that is it's the difference between on three and rivals back when we were putting in future casts and rivals, uh, the uh, the crystal ball, they're they're keeping score. I don't know that there's a score on the on three network. I don't know. Uh so it makes it a little bit easier for me to go, I don't mind changing this pick. This is where I feel good about right now. So when people go to this kid's page, the buzz right now is around Auburn.
2: Jay heads dying to talk. I'm going to let him talk. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I talk to people. Look, a lot of the people at On3 I worked with at 24-7. And, Jeffrey, a lot of the people at On3 you work with at Rivals. So we talk to people. And, and one of the guys that's in, you know, our boss's inner circle is always telling me, man, y'all, everybody. Teams like us, put in predictions I and mean, put your you know what out there. Do it. I mean, we're at the end of the day, we're running a business. People are paying, you know what they're paying for? They're not paying for my updates and j updates and Jeffrey's updates. They're paying for what's in Jeffrey's head. He's the expert. They want to know what he thinks. And if we're just writing updates on kids, we're we're kind of doing the readers a disservice. And we all sort of can get lazy just. Cranking out updates and all the—we're all guilty of that, right? I mean, that's part of the job, and it's an important part sure. of the job. At the end of the day, people want to know: Is my team getting this guy, or does my team have a shot? And so, I, look—I mean, Jeffrey, we—we're going to get wrong, get some wrong, but—but um, but that's what people—they want to know what we think. They want to know what we think. That's and you, they're and their arms it, off every day, and this is what we're doing. They want to know what we're coming up with here. Okay, the
1: the people, the, the good guys are the, that they understand the business. They've been in this. They've been following recruiting, so they know that that me putting in a pick for uh who uh, Joseph Phillips yesterday, which you know right. it's not a big deal. That's where I feel like he's going to right now. The buzz right now is around Auburn, and it should reflect that on his profile page. He goes to Georgia. He goes to Alabama over the summer, and a lot of the buzz is coming out of those two schools. And, and I should be able to go in there and say, hey, and, and not go, oh, God, you're you know you're wrong again. Oh, my God.
2: Well, yeah. also, Jeff, if he, takes, if he takes visits to Georgia four straight weekends and those visits are correctly logged on his profile, it will then pump right into that. I don't know what the right word is go right into that alg- algorithm, and it'll spit out a new percentage, and then Georgia would probably be in front. Right. So I know nobody wants to hear Georgia. I've changed that to uh, Wofford. Yeah, and, sure. uh, <laughs> you know, but, no, I mean, it's uh, it was fun. It was a fun day. Jay Head.
1: Jay give us a fan's perspective.
3: We've held Jay Head back long enough. No, 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 you're good. And I think from a fan's perspective, the way people should probably look at this, all right, when a kid makes a commitment, what does that mean at this point? It means that they're favoring that school at the time it is absolutely irrelevant until signing day well why should analysts or people that follow recruiting um, for team sites be any different they should be able to log a prediction of this is where the kid is leaning at the time and people should always view it from that prism nothing is final till you get to national signing day so for us to be able to read the room it's a skill set and we're testing ourselves just as much you know what I mean, as these coaches are in being able to follow and read a recruitment, this is what we're doing to try to provide you some insight into right. how a recruiting process is laying out. Now, do we always have all the pieces? Absolutely, Absolutely not. And I assure you there are things that are moving on behind the scenes that change on a daily basis, which is why it's hard to be 100% accurate. But I'm with you guys. Every player that got a pick logged for them, I like the buzz around them as it pertains to Auburn right now. Now, does that mean that I think they're each and every one of these kids is going to sign with Auburn? Probably not. But in the general sense right now, I think we can all collectively exhale, take a breath, and say, you know what? The buzz with these kids is positive. Regardless of how it turns out in two weeks from now or two months from now or, you know, six months from now, right now the feeling is, hey, we've got an absolute shot, and it should be reflected as such in the kids RPM. It's So getting- that's – go ahead. I'm sorry, Keith. Go ahead.
2: Finish your thought. No, that, that was it. It's getting a little more difficult. I'm sure Jeffrey would agree. Now we ha- we always had the kid, the mom, the dad, Uncle Fred, Aunt Phil. You always had to worry about all these factors, and now you've got this whole NIL factor out there as well. So it's getting a little bit more difficult. But I think people are generally, as long as they're not blindsided, if the kid yes. doesn't go to the school you pick. No, so okay, I've got in a pick for a kid to go to Auburn, and out of the blue he commits to to Tennessee. Well, if we have if if we have done our jobs well and, and reminded them, hey, keep an eye on this team. It's it, then they're okay. Look, hey, they weren't right on the pick, but at least they said all along this was the other team to watch. Sometimes for the kid, and so uh, it's when they're totally blindsided that, that they that they rightfully so. Hey, I'm paying a bunch of money. I thought the, you guys were experts, but I think this algorithm, if it if it if, again follow the visits, we say. Intel, Jeffrey and I talked to people, college coaches, other people, and Jay had you do too. And,
3: you know, ideally it should lead the horse to water, right? We hope. Yes. And I would say, think of it from like a coaching search perspective. If you thought the entire time you were getting Lane Kitten and we had never said anything about Hugh Freeze being in the mix at all, and all of a sudden you ended up with Hugh Freeze, there would be people that would be irate, Right. But that's not how the coverage went. It went okay. We've had conversations with Lane Kiffin. We think we're down the road there, but watch out for Hugh Freeze. Yeah. And so when Hugh Freeze emerged as the as the guy to watch, people were prepared for that. I but think that's what you guys yeah. do a phenomenal job <laughs> of is being prepared for that. Credit to Jeffrey. He said all along. Well, hold on. He said at the beginning,
2: "Hey, it's Hugh Freeze." Tell it's not Hugh Freeze. But then. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. ooh, 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 ooh.
2: But then, yeah, no, no, no and, and I followed you. So, I'm, but then it was kind of like, okay, now it's Lane Kiffin, until it's not Lane Kiffin, and then once that ship sailed, we knew it was freeze. So, yep. uh, but yeah, it's it's, uh, and really, Jeff was one of the first people to kind of to think that it would be freeze. Um, but no, I mean, it's. Um, let, me you
1: know, me, let me give let me give you some uh, Zach in the back stats. Let's get
3: to the picks. there we go.
1: Uh, as far as the RPM goes, I was talking about that they don't keep individual records that confirm that, but they keep site records. And according to Zach, now listen, we've only been in business, what, a year and a half now, 18 months? Yes.
0: Uh,
1: and I didn't realize this. Now, I will be doing a better job with my RPMs, with my predictions, and staying more on top of that. Uh, but Auburn Live is 74 out of 108 all time, which is 69%. Well,
3: not
2: definitely. 70. I'm going, to defend I'm going to defend the side here because one way to jack it up is jack up your numbers <laughs> is to right before a guy commits change it yeah change it. Like two right. hours, we found out this guy well you were wrong the whole way through and a lot of times i don't know about you historically i've kind of bit the pill and just me said, too no, I, I wasn't right that's I'm not, not right kidding. right now a lot of people don't do that okay right and then the other thing is that uh, – what was I going to say here? A
1: um, uh, five for eight. And it says we're we, – as a site, we're five for eight in the 2024 class. That Do you have any um, idea what the three
3: misses were?
2: Well, Walker White, we didn't have a pick on Walker White. That's okay. not one.
3: I would bet there was a pick made for the quarter – the left-handed quarterback out of Georgia. Oh, Aaron I would somebody made yeah. it. Yeah. I would but, bet somebody for a pick. So no. you know, so he committed? So
2: he can't say,
1: be wrong yet, right? That's true. That's true.
2: Well, I would say – I'm just spitballing. I would say at least half of my misses and Jeffrey's misses, and we talked about this the other day. Jay, head, you'll agree with this. Half of our misses, eh, look, we're, we're going to be wrong. Don't get me wrong, but half of our misses are Earling Dixon. At least, are when you a guy is trending to Auburn like this time of year, but by August he's not even on Auburn's board. They've had 50 right. other guys, Scott, like uh, well, I don't want to name any names, but you skyrocket right above the guy, and so you forget about him. Right. You forget about him because in March, you thought, okay, this guy is absolutely going to Auburn. He wants to be – actually, there was a JUCO receiver a couple of years ago, a JUCO DB, and he was absolutely going to Auburn. He was going to commit. Well, they, they didn't take him. Well, we're all stuck there with pips on Auburn. You Ron him. George. Yeah, Ron George. And you forget yeah. about the guy. And five months later, when he signs with Kansas State, you're like, oh, my God, what? where did this come from? And you totally forget about it. So you actually have to – that, 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 that's the bulk of the misses right there. There's going to be toss-ups, Auburn, Alabama. Hey, you feel good about Tony Mitch- – uh, I missed Tony Mitchell. I put in a pick at the end, uh, and uh, I know a few people thought that's why he didn't go to Auburn because I put in a pick for Auburn, but uh, generally – right. Yeah, I'm all. right. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. I was that powerful, but uh, Nick Saban couldn't point me out of a lineup, okay? But apparently yeah. – but anyway, but it, it's, we just forget. We just forget about a guy and we move on and they move on and Auburn moves on. Actually, that should be the first part. Auburn moves on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyway.
1: Hey, well, uh, after the on 3 RPM day, the Auburn Live staff logged predictions for Egan Boyer, the North Carolina offensive tackle, uh, Artavius Collins, the four star defensive end from Rome, Georgia. Uh, I, I put in uh, the Joseph Phillips. I joined Keith and Cole on the jo- Joseph Phil- Phil- Phillips, the four star linebacker from Tuskegee. Uh, I think you and Cole both are now on Jamari and Burnett. Keith,
2: I, I don't. I if I put C- one who else did it. you do? I did uh, Cam Coleman
3: Cam, and was, Demarcus oh. Riddick. Those I were the I two. Did, Riddick I Demarcus yeah.
2: Riddick. We we can speak for him, but um, uh, you want to? Sorry, Jeffrey, I cut you. No, off no, no.
1: that was it. That was it. Well, so we okay. had we had Egan Boyer, Martavius Collins, Joseph Phillips. Keith had Cameron Coleman, Demarcus Riddick, and
0: Plus.
1: Martavius Collins?
2: I believe so. That's correct. Yep.
1: Cole had – he had already done Jamarian Burnett. He would already done Joseph Phillips. Cole did Demarcus Riddick.
2: Yes. And he threw he, in one on Collins, too.
1: Did a, one on Collins, too. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't argue with any of them.
2: So we all think that Martavius Collins – we're all in agreement, uh, agreement that we think he's – that's a four-star tight end at Rome, Georgia – Yes. Well, I think he's trending, you know, former Alabama commit and as Jeffrey points out all the time, you don't decommit from Alabama. Now, was it their choice? Was it his choice? I don't know, but he's not committed there anymore. And it came right after he visited Auburn. We know Auburn wants him. We know Auburn's going to take two tight ends. At least we think Auburn wants him. There's always some, Hey, you may like a guy one day, but then you get a call from a five-star tight end in California. Oh, hey, let's slow down. I'm taking this guy. So there's always some element of that. Um, I think Cam Coleman was a a pick that was sort of risky, you know what I mean, because we know he's high on Auburn. That's the five-star receiver at at Phoenix City Central. We know he's high on Auburn's board, real high. We know they're high on his board. But he hasn't been there yet this year. He's going to. But he hasn't been there yet this year, still getting to know these coaches. And also, when you look at the list of people. uh,
1: D'Angelo Barber.
2: D'Angelo Barber, the linebacker, was Cole's other pick. And that's a good one. We don't know where he sits on the linebacker board. So you're kind of – yeah, it's tricky. But Cam Coleman, the the X factor here is, man, everybody in the world's recruiting that guy. So I, I feel like as of today you put a put a shotgun to my head, I had to make a call, I'd say Auburn. But it, it it was tough. But you know what? It forced us to think, it forced us to write content where hey, watch out for this team and watch out for that team and you know, but uh that would be the one that I'm most concerned about of my picks. Jeffrey, did you have one that you're like I, – I played it pretty
1: conservative. I, and, and, you know, you talked about recruits getting, you know, upset or whatever. I actually reached out to Martavius Collins. I reached out to Egan Boyer, and I was like, hey, man, listen, I'm going to put in a, a pick for you to Auburn. I don't know where you're going. This is just me reading tea leaves. And I think Egan's response to me was, dude, that, that's about as good a guess <laughs> as, as you can get." I don't know where I'm going. There's still a long way to go, and this was his, this was his exact quote: "There's still a long way to go, but that's as good as as good a guess as any."
2: And that's um, one where I don't know where he. and I, I'm not knocking your pick. I think was, I almost made the same one. I, I in my, you probably know more than me. I, I you, you've got a lot of great offensive line intel the last few years. I don't necessarily know where he fits on the board, and, and I, we keep talking about potential surprise visitors. Are there going to be some O tackle surprises, and do they have a shot with five star Jonathan Daniels? How many are they going to take? So there's, again, you're thinking about okay, you know he loves Auburn. He's already been twice. He's going back for an official visit. We think he's fairly high on Auburn's board because they're setting up, a, they've already set up an official visit with him. But I don't know where he sits on the board, so it's like, man, it's so it's so hard to like. And, and I will
1: say this, Keith, on all of my picks, picks. yesterday, uh, Egan Boyer, Martavius Collins, and Joseph Phillips, I ran uh, I ran those three names by two different sources. Yeah. Because the first thing I wanted to know before making these picks were: are these guys takes right takes.
3: now? Yep.
1: Are they takes? And two different sources told me on all three,
2: yes. Well then you're then you I mean then I can't argue with any of them to be honest. I wasn't arguing with any of them anyway you know? no, no no hey guess what guess I didn't what talk about Boyer you know
1: five star from Arizona calls tomorrow yeah you know it, maybe things maybe can happen. not a take yeah, right
2: exactly yeah
1: but but as as it stood on on Wednesday on RPM day those three guys were takes I felt like Auburn's the team to beat for all three of them I, I played it in my mind I played it fairly yeah. conservative I loved you going out on a limb with Cam Coleman yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, feel limb, I feel the same way. I feel the same way, but God. I'm, I'm going to let you get out
3: there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you're going
2: to – Here's why I like your Boyer pick. Because let's just suppose he's in their top 12 of offensive tackles. I don't know where he is. I don't know whether he's right. two or Top 12. I think they got to sign at least three. They'll probably have to get another guy or two out of the portal next year at tackle. But let's just suppose you're going to take three. You better start getting some on board. Okay. You don't want to wait too long and end up with nothing. We've seen that happen at offensive tackle the last six years. Okay, and so that's a guy to me. If he wants to commit, I mean, geez, if it doesn't work out, well, late, it gets worse or whatever. You can always maybe have a parting of the ways with sure. him.
3: I don't
2: know. I don't know how you feel about that.
3: And it increases your margin for error to be able to target some higher profile. If you know you have this one in yeah. the back, if you can bank on this, this is our floor in the. Class. That's your floor. That's
1: exactly right.
3: You know what I mean, we can build from there and take swings on some guys, so you're not in a situation that and I hate using the name, but that Gus found himself in so many different times where he never took a floor piece and was just swinging at the ceiling the entire way, and then when you <laughs> circle back to the floor wasn't there yeah. anymore, Brother that yeah. was put it elsewhere.:
1: Yeah, the bottom had fallen out.
3: Well, exactly,
2: or, or their floor would be the low hanging. I hate to say this about any kid. All these guys would beat our asses, okay? what I mean, like um, well, well, these <laughs> offensive linemen that we've been kind of poking at the last few years would just absolutely just crush Jeffs and my heads like coconuts, okay, uh, or oranges. And so, but I do feel like there was an element of some uh, low hanging fruit in a sense, like eh, mm-hmm. when you see who you had to beat to land guys. There were some of the guys they took in the last five years at of offensive line. While they should have circled, uh, there were guys that ended up at other schools that they could have taken early. But then some of the guys they did take early were, who did you beat to get them? I mean, just really not. Right. Right. Clay but, Whedon
1: is a, Clay, Clay Whedon is a perfect a, example of a guy Clay Whedon, who 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 Gus would, wouldn't take early and, and then try to circle back and wouldn't be able to get, and he ended up going to Michigan State. That that's the kind of guys that Gus missed out on. And, and, and if not, he doesn't
2: work out, he doesn't work out. But you, you needed bodies and. You know, I mean, and the portal can save you. Personally, and I've said this before, Jay Head, I think you agree. I I think they're going to probably have to take another two, three offensive linemen out of the portal next year too. And then I think after that it might just be one or two here or there.
1: By then you've got this class and the next class. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah,
3: because you're still still layering the depth chart right Mm -hmm. now because of so many different holes that you had. I mean, look, taking nine guys in one class is never ideal. Two of those were six year guys who have no more eligibility left. You know, I mean, you've got Avery Jones and the, uh, the tackle from Western Kentucky, Gunner Britton, both of which are out of eligibility. Who knows if you have any attrition. So I absolutely can see you taking at least two more linemen out of the portal and probably four out of high school next year to get that depth chart to where you want it to be from a numbers perspective because Where Auburn's having to recruit, yes, we're having to recruit quality on the offensive line, but you're also having to recruit from a numbers standpoint just to get it to where it needs to be in that 16 to 18 range, which is where most coaches feel comfortable from having enough offensive line depth in a room should you have injuries throughout the season. I I love the Avery Jones pickup because now you can, with Braden
2: Joyner and and Connor – Lou. Lou yeah. One of those guys should you hope would be ready in year two to move right into that spot, you know. Speaking
1: of predictions, we logged ours on Wednesday. Jayhead, you came in on the corner of the Auburn Live message board, I believe on Tuesday.
3: You had so, five
1: five guys.
3: It was actually February twenty eighth. So I put well, Did that get in. bumped? Yes. Got that was bumped. an old post? That was an old post. Shit, my bad, dude. No, you're good, brother. Well, so, it, well
1: I, that explains. So, let me. Okay, let me th- so yesterday <laughs> I get a, a a notification, and it says it's Cam Coleman. i will be visiting Auburn today, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, trying to look for babysitters, you know, I got to run up there and get Cam Coleman, and then I realized it was my uh, October 2022. So I have <laughs> a tendency to not pay attention to the dates. So my bad.
3: No, you're good, brother. So I I put this in. Probably about a week or so ago, just kind of my update as to how I feel, similar to what you guys just did with RPM Day. But these are my feelings on the direction of the way these these recruitments are taking place right now and kind of my attempt to read the tea leaves and project who I think could be the next five commits in this class. Now, I'm going to take a step back from that and say I no longer feel like they're going to be the next five, but I do feel good about the direction of the way these recruitments are trending for Auburn. I don't know who's going to be next. But I do think that each one of these five that I projected has a chance to be in Auburn's class at some point. And so we'll start with the first one, and that was Jamarian Fat Burnett. Now, do I think he is the number one running back on Auburn's board right now? No, I don't. I honestly don't believe that. Do I think that he has a committable uh, offer to Auburn right now? I very much do. Do I think Auburn is pushing for him? I don't. I think they're going to let this recruitment play out some. I think they're going to let the kid take his time and make the decision that he wants to make. He has a committable offer. If he wants in, great. But if that spot happens to fill before he gets ready to commit, well, he may not have a committable offer at that point. But as of now, I would still project into this class. I think Cadillac has a fantastic relationship with him. I think he's done a great job there. And as Cole has said, I don't even truly know who the number two candidate is if it's not Auburn. So that's number one on my board. That kind of, hey,
1: hey th- that's something that Keith doesn't like, right, Keith? Who did yeah. you beat? If Jer- yeah. Jamari and Fat Burnett, yeah, yeah. we don't we don't even know who number two is.
2: And, and by the way, we may have a number two. We may I don't know. FSU may be somebody to watch. I think him and his teammate. Um, I don't know if they could have already done it in the last couple of days. Actually, is FSU in Spring break? I don't know. <laughs> Landon Marshall, the defensive lineman, yes. and Fat Burnett the running back, are apparently going to visit FSU soon. So maybe, maybe. Look at their location. Look where FSU is located. That would make sense. That would make sense. Also, we know FSU, uh, they need defensive linemen, just like everybody does. But, you know, they're in the ACC. It's harder to they, – they, they beat out Georgia and Alabama for defensive linemen. So Landon Marshall doesn't have, like, the Auburn-type offers. Still a very mm-hmm. good player. That might be more attainable for FSU. Uh, it's not a knock on FSU, but – that's The reality of it is it's a little more difficult for them to get defensive linemen of the highest level. So maybe FSU could be number two. But, Jeffrey, your point being, who did you beat to land a kid? Yeah. If you're beating – you hate to just throw out programs. <laughs> but if you're beating Virginia – and, by the way, Tony Elliott's a great guy, of head coach. But if you're beating right. Virginia – I mean, come on. But if you're beating Clemson, Ohio State, FSU, Tennessee, which Auburn beat all those guys in the last four
3: months for guys – that means something. So that that's yeah. what
2: Okay, and my bad, hey, Head.
3: Yes. No, you're good. And, and that's actually good intel, Keith, and that's a good matchup for us mm-hmm. because FSU yeah. is also taking two running backs in this class. I think they already have Cameron Davis committed yep. out of South Georgia. So you wouldn't, by Auburn taking two backs in this class, that wouldn't necessarily hurt you with Fat Burnett Yeah. Um, from that factor because some guys do just want to be the only one.
2: I don't know how hard they're pushing. I'll find out. Yeah. Gotcha.
3: Number two on my list, Joseph Phillips. I love this pick. I think he's an Auburn-type kid. I think they have prioritized him from the very beginning. He's not going to commit early. We know that now. We thought there was a time that he was going to commit in March. He's going to take some visits, and I think he should. But when he gets down to it and you're competing against Texas A&M and Tennessee and Clemson and Georgia and Alabama for this kid, I think the relationship that Cornell Williams has – and the relationship that Josh is, excuse me with Josh Aldridge has with this kid is going to play out in the end. I I think he wants to be close to home, and there's nowhere closer to home for Tuskegee, Alabama than Auburn, Alabama. Can I say so, one thing? Go ahead.
2: There is one thing that and that Jeffrey's probably noticed this. Every time Jeffrey or I tweet about the kid, Ron Roberts likes that tweet. He ain't liking all our tweets, you
3: know. So And that's going to be his position, Coach, if he were to come to Auburn because he's being recruited as a Jack linebacker. So really, really great kid, better player, um, and I love that pick for Auburn right now. The next one is in agreement with every one of you guys, Martegus Collins. I heard about three weeks back behind the scenes that this was really starting to kind of trend in an Auburn direction. Um, I think that he sees the need in this class. They're selling him as – a diverse tight end piece, a hybrid piece that can play detached, that can play on the line of scrimmage, that can play in the backfield. I think he likes that. He's looking for a landing spot after decommitting from Alabama, whether that was a mutual parting of ways or what have you. But I think he's a value piece. Auburn wants to get into South Georgia. Rome is a great school to pick up a prospect from, and he's a really good athlete in and of himself. The next one is D'Angelo Barber. This is just this is more of a read on the linebacker recruiting board to me. I think just like an offensive tackle with Egan Boyer, I think D'Angelo Barber is a floor piece that you take right now that has an, an immense ceiling. I really love this kid. I love the way he plays. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate that. <laughs> but I love the way he plays. He plays the game right the right way. He's an inside linebacker that can play Will or Mike. Um, not a huge guy, but great sideline to sideline speed and the ability to convert speed to power and get downhill and play the run extremely well. So, D'Angelo Barber's a guy to me. I would take him if it were tomorrow. Uh, but you're going to be competing for some big time schools for him. I think Louisville's in the mix. I think the Mississippi schools are in the mix. Alabama has offered. Georgia, I think, has offered now. So, there's some stiff competition for D'Angelo Barber. Where's he from? To get. Clay Charlevoix.
1: Home to home to several dudes. Yeah,
3: correct, and that's a that's another one. If you're looking to get into a school right now, and he's a great kid from I mean. He oh, he's be,
1: awesome.
3: Wants to be a nurse, I think, if I remember correctly. Awesome kid. Uh, so you couldn't go wrong by picking up a guy like that. And in the today's world, with the NIL world, where character does mean something, and you've heard Hugh Freeze talk about how do we keep NIL from hurting us in the locker room with guys being jealous and things. that. Like, well, how does that how do you start mitigating that? By taking care of your kids that aren't so worried about NIL dollars and are worried about production on the field first and then making their money.
2: But Jeffrey, if this guy's gonna be a nurse, you and I better write some nice things about him. He might be changing our diapers and 50.
1: See, <laughs> like so yeah, he would he 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 would be in my almost on deck as far as RPMs go. Yeah. He, yeah. he's he's on deck for me.
3: And last but not least, um, I went out on a limb, like Keith, and I put Cam Coleman because I think you've got to have him. I think this is one. Auburn needs to close a big-bodied wide receiver that has high-end potential in this class. I think the matchups right now between, you know, for him and Perry Thompson and a couple of the kids down there in South Florida,
0: plus Alabama. Yeah. Oh, that's and
1: the, the
3: way it, the way this lays out, I would favor us of all those teams with the best odds to land Cam Coleman. Now I even think that Clemson is probably going to be the stiffest competition for mm-hmm. him down the stretch. I think I too. Debo Sweeney has the best relationship there with people that matter in that area. Um, they've recruited that school extremely well. But something about Hugh Freeze and the way he's going to utilize wide receivers in this offense, the need and the emphasis they're going to put on recruiting this position, I think Marcus Davis is going to stamp his, he's going to stamp his mark with this one. This is going to be a guy that he's going to land, and he's going to be able to point to this one moving forward. And to give you guys a player comp, I've been watching a lot of tape lately as far as Cam Coleman goes, I compare him to Van Jefferson, a guy that – Hugh Freeze landed at Ole Miss, played at Ole Miss and at Florida, and has had a pretty good pro career for the St. Louis Rams – excuse me, the Los Angeles Rams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm so in my age there. Whoa, the last the Los yeah. Angeles Rams. Um, but yeah. kind of a wiry frame, but 6'2", six, 6'3", six, can really go up and make, make plays and phase. Uh, but it, a guy with really strong hands and, and just that catch radius that Hugh Freeze is looking for.
2: Apparently he's just tested off the charts too. I mean – 40-inch vertical. I mean, he's a fair I mean, I tell you, he's my favorite interview in the class, too. I mean, he really – he's – he talks faster than I do, so it's sometimes hard to keep up. But he is just pleasant. Just a pleasant, pleasant dude. In fact, Jeffrey, as we're doing this, I don't want to give a – we ought to try to get him on one of these shows. Yeah. He is as likable and – and I haven't talked to Joseph Phillips, but how you all talk about Joseph Phillips and D'Angelo Barber, yeah. same thing. But, yeah, I mean, Jay had – they – yeah, like you don't have to have this guy. Like Hugh Freeze will be fine, but you sure as hell want this guy, and you want man, you want him bad, man. You yeah. him bad, man. Um, and, and it just sends a message, you know. have you've, you've already got one big win over Clemson. Get another one. Stop that flood of guys from Phoenix City Central going away. I mean, it was Justin Ross who, you know, Auburn couldn't land, even though he visited Auburn a hundred times. Mm-hmm. EJ Williams, another talented receiver, and I don't think EJ really. Has done a, a ton in college, right? Um, and then last year you had Carmelo English committed, and then he wasn't committed. And Jeffrey, I don't want to give too much away, but there was chatter that he wasn't going He had some academic issues, and the guy signed with Michigan. I last time I checked, Michigan wasn't signing guys with academic issues.
1: Probably stiffer requirements to get into Michigan than there is to Auburn. <laughs> no. I,
2: One so thing. so <laughs> something happened, right? And but the bottom line is, he didn't end up at Auburn. And that's really the only thing. Let's see if he
1: reports in the summer.
2: Well, that's true. So that's the part that's relevant. He didn't have – so, you know, can this, this guy could change a lot of things. I think Deron Reed getting that defensive lineman out of Columbus last year was significant. Yes. Start changing that narrative fast. You know what I mean? Auburn's kind of hot right now. There's some buzz. The Athletic put Hugh Freeze on a list of top coaches today. I mean, it's it's something Auburn can put out there and send to kids. Hey, you may not know a ton about Hugh, but look, here's some – Here's who does. And there's just such positive – and Walker White said it best when I talked to him four or five weeks ago. There's just a lot of positive momentum with Auburn right now. But you got to get guys like this. you gotta, you got to send a message. Jeffrey, you said it yourself. You'd be beating the big boys. You'd be beating all the big boys for this guy. All of them. Every EJ, one of them. From E.J. Ohio
1: Williams. State. I'm sorry. From Ohio State. Uh, Jay had made a good point. E.J. Williams is now transferred to Indiana, home
2: of – well, Ron, uh, our, uh
1: general manager. Oh,
2: yes. Steven
3: Ruzzi. Steven, Ruzic.
2: Steven Ruzic, yeah man. Uh, I, Indiana. I he's
1: already got Indiana in the headlines. I don't know if y'all saw well, that.
2: Well, I know the head coach there, and he's a fantastic guy. He was almost Auburn's defensive coordinator at Who, once. Who's Tom that? Allen. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was this close to being Auburn's defensive coordinator, I think. I don't know. And then there was, I think the USF had a bad bowl game, and Gus got skittish, right? Wasn't that the, didn't they give up sixteen
3: in a bowl? I don't think Gus got skittish. I think people that were, you know, helping make that higher. backing. Was, uh, uh, right. Yeah. No, Lost a lot of, a lot of support.
1: support. Yeah. yeah. Um. Let's. Uh, we, we've talked about Burnett. We've mentioned uh, Kevin Riley. Uh, yes. L- let's let's look at some running backs this week. Um. Running back the running back board. We think Auburn's going to take two. We've heard some names. There's some familiar names, obviously Jamari and Fat Burnett being one of them. I'm almost tired of hearing his name. Um, but he's certainly on there. But right. I'm, in, I'm intrigued with Kevin Riley, the, the four-star running back from Tuscaloosa County. Uh, I believe his mother is employed at the university. Correct. I, I, I have not confirmed that, but I've seen it mentioned several times. Who else we we know? Daniel Hill from Mississippi is a stud. Uh, the kids Cole mentioned um, as a guy to watch for. I think he's from South Alabama. Uh
3: yes, Ronnie Royal.
1: I think well, it's sure. Ronnie Royal. Yes, the uh, the third Ronnie Royal the third. So Jed, talk to us about your running back board. How you? Where do you have it right now? Who are some guys you're tracking?
3: So right now, I've got it as five names to know, and Ronnie Royal is an honorable mention along with Brandon Hood. Those guys are at the bottom of my list of guys that I'm kind of watching that are athletes slash running backs. But number one on my list, and I actually think he may be number one on Auburn's list, is Kevin Riley. Now, for those that are familiar with SEC ball and in the early 2000s, when you watch this kid's tape, he looks a lot like Jarius Norwood from Mississippi State, who went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons. Around six foot, just just under 200 pounds, but a very physical runner. Has the ability to make uh, – reads blocks extremely well, runs with good power, probably low 4.5s, high four speed, so he's got the ability to hit the home run. Really a complete back, uh, catches the ball very cleanly out of the backfield. They don't highlight him a lot doing that or use him a lot, but when he does, he excels at it. So a really good fit for a Philip Montgomery, Hugh Freeze offense as far as the kind of back you're looking for, a very complete back. Uh, But really like the explosion that he has. Number two, Daniel Hill. You just talked about him. He's a freak show. He's a guy that can play linebacker. He's a guy that can play wide receiver. He can play running back. He can do a multitude of things for you. I have a really high grade on him on the plan of his game. Um, Competition stiff. I think right now he's currently, as far as RPM day goes, is now projected to the University of Alabama. Um, You know Ole Miss is going to be in that for any Mississippi prospect. Ole Miss and Mississippi State are going to be in the mix there. LSU, Tennessee, Georgia, and Auburn all are in the mix for him. The next name is Jamarian Fat Burnett. We don't need to talk about that one anymore. We've we've digested that one enough. The next name to me is a guy that visited for the junior day, and that's and Daniels a guy that probably wanted a little bit more individual time than he had the opportunity to get, but I think he's going to be coming back for a spring practice, if I remember correctly, and a guy that will get the opportunity to get that one-on-one time with Cadillac Williams, which is what he wanted. Unfortunately, Cadillac was sick for that junior day, so he couldn't be there. But he'll get a chance to, to come back on campus, get the uh, the full exposure being in the running back room, see how Carnell coaches, and we'll be able to catch up with him there. But I like him as a system fit. And I think as a guy that could be potentially a number two guy in this class, I like that one. And then the last name is Chris Davis, who I think was the MVP at the Atlanta Under Armour camp for the running back room. He's a lighter back at around 180, but really excels in the passing game. Um, I think he's got a lot of explosion as well and, and somebody that could be that home run piece for you. And probably a perfect complementary back and change the pace back. And then you've obviously got Brandon Hood and Ronnie Royal that I'm also watching. But those are five to seven names I think that you should, if you're an Auburn fan, you should be tracking as far as our running back recruiting is concerned. Who was who number five? Chris Davis. Oh, man. Not, I, uh, yeah, not kick six Chris Davis. But No,
1: I, I was going back and forth with him. He has yet, yet to set up a visit to Auburn, but he is planning to. The, the, Kanan uh, Daniels, is that's the kid from West Point. Yes, West Point, Mississippi?
3: Yes, that's him.
1: Okay. Is he the one who – I interviewed somebody after that big junior day. There was – I mean, we interviewed a lot, but there was one dude who was like, hey, eh, you know, who was that guy who said
3: – That was him. He was, was a little upset. Yeah, it was him. He was just kind of like, hey, there were so many kids here, it was hard for me to kind of get the opportunity, and then Cadillac wasn't there. So it was just a little bit disappointing. But he did like it, and he is coming back for a spring practice. Is, is my understanding. So we'll see what he has to say coming out of that. I think I like him better as a projection than maybe what he's had to say to this point. But we'll see kind of how that shakes out after he comes back.
1: They're basically in my top right now. That's what he said after that junior day visit. Yep. Um, okay. Good to know. I will, I'll I'll be checking up on him. Brandon Hoodman. I always forget about him.
3: Love that kid. Now, you know, he sustained an injury his junior year. I think he tore his ACL after about five or six games into the season, which is why a lot of teams haven't offered to this point. I know Penn State's seen as the RPM favorite and, and they do have an offer out to him. I think if he had been able to play his full junior year, he'd have an offer and offer at this point, but people kind of want to see how he's going to perform coming off the injury before they go all in.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Good stuff. Jay head. Hey, uh, uh anyhow vouches this week oh let's i see. i
3: i have
1: i have a few Keith. Go ahead. You, you, you you i have one for you oh god i, I have a how about you too? uh obliterati
2: mm. and
1: on keith's post about cam coleman r- r- prediction so uh, you
2: go through and read those by the way <laughs> oh it was it was it was great
1: he okay. had a gif, you know, the gif of the guy who's standing back and his buddies are all like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was Keith. He had your picture and then he had, oh, he
3: had Philip Marshall's. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Well, I got, hilarious. Is that the only one you got? No, man. I, I, I got, I got two. Okay. I got two. So the first one is for Mace Hindu, who's been all over basketball transfer portal right now. I mean, I I think he's putting up a new name every day. Uh, Some of these guys will actually get looked at. Some of them won't. But I love the enthusiasm that he has for for basketball recruiting. So it makes him do this one for me. And the second one is for for not a member of this site, but for Bruce Pearl and the boys for getting that big win against Tennessee. It's always good for me. It's good for my heart to see regular season Rick lose one in in Neville Arena. But uh, to see them get that 20th win was big. It, it cemented them in the NCAA tournament. And to have a team, you know, we went through, what, the Levo years to the Barbie years and even the, the tail end of Cliff where we didn't even sniff the postseason to now being in the Bruce Pearl era and you've gone, what, to four or five NCAA tournaments now?
1: Complaining about a 20-win season.
3: A bad yeah. year is
2: not a 20-win season.
3: That's a right.
2: When you raise the floor like that, wow. It, exactly.
3: That that shows you what he's been able to do at Auburn to a team that couldn't sniff the postseason for about 12 years. And the best recruit that we had during that time period was uh, Kevante Barber. Good player, but you're talking top 75 is Jeffrey, maybe, to where you're landing guys that are in the top 10, you know, in Jabari Smith, top, you know, 20, whatever, what, what have you. So I think he's
2: had two seasons where he didn't even lose ten games, and even Sonny Smith's team that made the Elite, elite, elite Eight still lost like eleven or twelve games. Like, Correct. So it's past that. I do have. Is that is that it, Jay? Had your your how bad? That's it, it for me. Yeah, that's, those are my highlights. I got one that's going to get the whole board stacked against me. It's not Murph. It's Rice, um, isn't it? It's Rice. You damn right, <laughs> <he is>. <laughs> <laughs> Rice puts up. Nobody's had to eat more of a of a s h i t burger on our board than that guy. Okay, he takes it. He 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 go comes back for seconds. <laughs> he just and just loves it. I mean, oh yeah. He, he no, he's a good sport, and that that's really what it's all about. I mean, you don't want the board to be like it this is. place where people are ripping you and you storm out of here. Remember on The Real World when it first came out on MTV? You racist! And they'd run out of the room crying and you know all that stuff and you don't want it to be like that. You want it to be people going back and forth. This guy takes a lot of guff from everybody on the board including us and he always smiles about it. He always laughs at himself and and so I always tip the hat to somebody who can kind of just not take themselves too seriously. You know what I mean? Let's, um, yeah,
3: let's go to life squared because of our, you know, our shared hatred for Jimbo Fisher and his punchable face. <laughs>
2: And also, you guys didn't ask about my background. Now, uh, People listen on the podcast. That is Pebble Beach Hole 6. And, and Jeff, I know you love – by the way, apparently Jeff's a pretty good golfer. That not even practice and can get out there because he's a natural. But so right over my left shoulder right here, that's the fairway. That's where you want to hit your drive. Up to the green. Is it? Well, that's where you'd <laughs> like to hit it. I was over <laughs> – you where know those bunkers are? I was left, left of the bunkers. But anyway – pull. But I, I sometimes I do. You, I do in the Pacific Oceans to the right of the fairway. Yeah,
1: dude, I'm 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 scuba diving, dude.
2: Well, so mm. so you guys. No, know actually, I'm
1: aiming at the other fairway on the left,
3: yeah.
2: so it'll end up. There,
3: on... there you go. So you get that nice hook back you into guys,
2: it. Those little bodies out there, people who can see, we got we're shooting video here along with the podcast. Your t shot in the fairway to the green is up four flights. It's a significant. Four flights from where those little bodies are out there in the fairway up to the green—it's a significant elevation shift—and uh, and I've walked it a few times and it'll wear you out. But anyway, that's it. That's all I got. Rice,
1: listen, he, Rice DP is a, a, a is a first ballot Auburn Sports Message Board Hall of Famer.
2: Right? Oh, he's all, yeah, he's at every site. He's, yeah. he's he's making the Hall of Fames on every board. The guy can rotate through boards. Jayhead, you're pretty good at this too, by the way. But this guy can. He and he must have like multiple monitors up. He's probably got the uh the wrist guards to keep from getting uh <laughs> you know, what do you call it? Uh
3: tunnel you know, Yeah. You know.
2: I mean I I mean, does it maybe his mom delivers the meatloaf down to him in the basements to keep him nourished? I have no idea, but he's Dude, yeah,
1: that's exactly what I was
2: thinking. Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> I got you some how I got
1: some you man. How about you to Jason from Priceville? How about you to red boy thirty three How about you to Logan W. Adams? How about you to obliterati again? Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give one for Keith and one for me uh what did he do? I, I told everybody I was going to win the uh uh the bracket the, the March Madness bracket and uh oh, i I don't have my green screen this week. anyways, you you know these big ass hats that they're wearing now? yeah' uh, a huge hat anyways yeah you know, it was it was funny. It was funny. Hey, uh, how about you to Kevin Durant's burner two? Not to be confused with Kevin Durant's burners one. And uh, how about you to Chemo Saber? He's a good Chemo mm. Sabi, He is hilarious. Some some dude posted. It. Yeah, this this guy's coming off like a kid, and he was like, "Yeah, maybe it's because he is uh well, you know, uh, a kid." <laughs> uh, so how about you to those uh, fine fellows? Hey, listen. We're going to be back Sunday for the call-in show Sunday night. We'll have our uh, full team ready for some phone calls. Looking forward to that. We're going to continue uh, with our recruiting coverage. And then next week, Auburn will kick back with spring practice on Monday. Start back on, start back with practice on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's going to be a lot of recruits in town over the next few weeks. We'll be all over it at Auburn Live on three. Hey, if you're not a member to Auburn Live on three, get signed up, man. Come join us. And also, if you're on YouTube right now, click that subscribe button. Click that like button. Hit those notifications so you'll get all the videos uploaded straight to your phone. And hope you enjoy them. Hey, uh, appreciate everybody. One more time, for anybody looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, give O Jessica Andrews a call with the Talents Group, 334-704-4442, and tell her we sent you. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it, man. For J-Head, for Keith, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. <laughs> Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
0: Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, uh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms of conditions See website for details.